Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Baby, it's the charity stride. Pitch of free throws, cuz they all free. Joshua Fisher, Alexander Tossman, Arctosopolis, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Kreider. A little combo episode. Horns up. Talking text. That felt nice. How did the season feel? Give it a give it a out of ten. Texas Longhorn season toss. It's not over yet. Okay. Give I can't. It, I can't give, give the reg, give the regular season. The regular season. No bowl. Probably a six. Really. Is that do you feel like that's low or high? Um, I low and lower than I thought you would go personally. Like m- me thinking of you, I'll, I'll give think, it. Our, yeah, I'll give it a seven and a half because we got wow. we won eight games out of twelve. Yeah, seventy five percent. Yep, seven and a half. Okay, I, I'm like a seven. I guess I'm like in between y'all. I just think I mean to me there is definitely disparity between like a six and an eight and a seven and a six even. Why why so low for you? Or why I think lower. because I Sorry. saw in the Bama game and at times in other games what this team could be at its best. And to not be playing in a Big 12 championship is uh, no matter what our predicted wins was before the season started, I think it's an underperform. Um, and, and frankly, while I'm incredibly excited that Bijan could end up with a college football award, which yeah. he is incredibly deserving. He should. He is the best running back in the nation. I think we danced and tiptoed around it at certain points. Um, but when there weren't nine guys in the box because they knew that Quinn was going to overthrow every ball by 10 yards, the guy just dominated. There was nothing any defense could do. Yeah. And I'm incredibly excited to watch him in the pros. He's done, th- you think? Yeah, I, th- I think... Just based off of like the way he signed off, it felt like this was his last home game as a Texas Longhorn, and he'll he might not. I don't know. I, I could see him depending on who we play in the bowl game. He might not play. If there's any fair, if there's anything we've ever learned in sports, I think the three of us can agree. Go off on a high, and to me, the last two games he had were a high, as high as he can be. And the risk he would run, yes, NIL, but the risk he would run getting injured, like you've done enough, you never come back to college unless you really think you can grow your draft stock, which he can't. He can't grow it any higher than it already is. He's already the best running back. He's already a top five player off the board. 
then you're in a position like we've seen it all the time in sports, not even just, you know, college. Like Brady should have just probably retired after he won the Super Bowl because that was the highest of highs. You did it. You did your job. Yeah. Look, if you want to keep playing, you want to keep playing. If you want to still be a Longhorn, I'm not going to fight you on it. But I think the body language and the way we saw the crowd send him off, I, I think it was that, emotional. Yeah, I think that written, yeah. pretty much, you know, written, written, wrote in stone. There's not but, much more he needs to do to really prove no. that he's worthy of being the number one running back taken, which he's going to be. I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Go, please. Uh, 6.6, 75% is not 8 out of 12. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be good at math. I don't know what happened these 75, days. 8 out of 12 is, is, uh, is 66%. Yeah. yeah. You, so um, you were the quick math yeah, guy. Yeah, so six point six. I don't know why he was. Is what I want to give the season uh, grade. But hopefully Bijan wins the Doak Walker. I don't. He's not going to win the Heisman. Maybe he gets an invite to New York. He definitely had some good games these last couple of weeks. But if he if he doesn't fumble that ball against Texas Tech in overtime, sure, we probably win that game. Okay. Right. And that's not a blemish on his record. Well, I think that's a uh, like a lot, a lot of the campaign goes off of the big errors, right? Like Stroud, I think, is already out of it because it's I think going to had, Caleb Williams. Yeah, it's going it's to Caleb. Sure. It is, it is. But I'm saying that like there's certain things that there's certain moments that players have that are detrimental when they make mistakes and. Big moments like Stroud against Michigan and the Northwestern game, and then of course Bijan against Texas Tech. But I don't even I, think it's a Tech game for me. Well, I would just my one counter to that is that Bijan did not. Yes, he fumbled the ball, but <clears throat> I I felt that Tech <clears throat> beat us that game. That it wasn't just us beating ourselves. They we had a tough time stopping them, maybe than any other team that we've played this season. Well, that's what my point. I think I think yes. I think that. So I don't. So looking back at it after seeing this entire season, I can't credit that entire loss to Bijan because he was giving it his all. And I know at the time we were like, well, if we had had Quinn, and now seeing Quinn <laughs> in the second half of the season, I can't wholeheartedly say that. If Quinn never got hurt, not if we had Quinn. How about that? How about we change the narrative to yeah. that? How about we change the narrative? If he never got hurt. I agree with you. We can't put that game on one play. And I agree with you. Would think that's what you're saying. To me, where he lost his shot at being invited to the Heisman, or like he could still maybe be, but pretty under much under 30 yards against TCU. The biggest game of the year. That was the, true. The biggest game of the year, and that's why to me the season was more successful and a step in the right direction than last year obviously but as a whole not a success in my book because every game we lost we could have won the bama game at home we had them on the we are sack away with bryce young watts who had a really good season outside that one play that happens we beat bama at home tcu the, the offense, that was the worst offensive script we had by a long shot. We hit three receivers. Bijan goes under 30 yards. The only reason we scored was because it was the fumble. Stupid score. Yeah. The defense was fantastic against one of the best offenses in the Big 12 or right. in the nation. They're going to the playoff. And Auburn right. had one field goal. <clears throat> yeah. Then we're in a position, Texas Tech, let alone his fumble, we fumbled that game away. We were up. We were up against Oklahoma State. Just... Poor decision making and poor execution, and in some instances, poor play calling, like that cost us the season. We could, there, there's the TCU Horn Frogs are on paper 
not a better team than us. And quite frankly, I've seen them at, our, at their best and I've seen us at our best. And when we are performing at our best, I truthfully don't think they are better than us. I, would, I really would have loved one more shot at them. In the Big yeah. Twelve Championship, because I think I think it I think for sure it would have been a way closer game and more exciting. And it was close for objectively a more exciting game for people to watch. I think both of the offenses probably would have settled in a little bit more and been more successful. Um, both defenses were great in that that matchup that they played against each other, but unfortunately Kansas they didn't have it in the tank. No, yeah, <laughs> I mean come on, that was like a tease of all. What teases. an interesting season for them, Kansas. I, yeah. Through five games, we were like. Whoa, that's What's a needle mover for them, though. Like you're looking at, you're asking us to grade our season, right? And like we're on the, you know, the mid end of like six, six and a half. You know, Kansas, I think, looks in the mirror and they say that was probably like an eight. For sure, yeah, they were talking like, about what if injury, what if injury scenarios for them. Yeah. What if their quarterback doesn't go down? Yeah. Really? They were in a lot of games. Like they start off five and zero or six and zero. Five or one of the two, yeah. Like they were ranked for a long time. They were ranked at a point, like they had a big game, like they had a ranked game against a ranked opponent, like against TCU. Yeah, they, and that game was tight. Like TCU, honestly, <laughs> like, like we by, I mean, the Baylor game was close at points. I mean, at a point they had the lead, but we really pulled that way, like you know, the last eight minutes of that game, and they barely, barely lost to TCU. I mean, that's why that's to me the season is. And I'm not out on Quinn. I'm not like, all right, bring an arch. And I'm not like, you know, totally kicking him number three to the curb and ready to ride the manning train. I would like to see Quinn have the opportunity to get healthy and make those improvements. Yeah. He rushed back. It's a fact. He really did. But I, I, from listening to other quarterbacks talk about him, more and more makes me think that it, it the injuries, they increased what was kind of glaring, glaringly wrong with his game. Sure. And so much of it has to do with how young he is and relying on his incredible arm talent, which not many not many quarterbacks in the NFL have, at least from what I was – I was listening to Trent Dilfer talk about him, which was really – it's fascinating. He coached him at um, Elite 11. Elite 11. And he said that there's – he's like, I've seen five guys with his arm talent. But mechanically, the footwork, everything else – He's got a long way to go. He's and so a, when you have an injury and you lose some of your tools, I think it just made it more apparent that like he's got a lot to work on. And hopefully he does in the offseason. It's like Madden at some points I felt. I don't know how, I don't know if you guys felt like it's a four verts like every time almost with him. Like yeah. he knows he's gonna have like that middle guy open. He's gonna continuously take his shot until he hits it. And he got so trigger happy with the long ball, which after a while, it was apparent that was one of the weaker parts of his game. Right. Every time he went to the middle, every time he checked down to the flat to get into the hands of our best player, one of the best players in the country. I think you want to know what I was talking, you know, my old man about this, Jono, um, and Jono Smith. Jono Smith, and he, they flashed on the screen, and it was like Bijan's the only player with fourteen hundred yards or something like that going into the game. 1,400 yards on the ground, 300 yards in the air. Only running back with that. And my dad goes, that's the problem right there. I go, what's the problem? He goes, he's the only running back with that. He should be the only running back with that, but it should be not 300 yards. It should be 500 yards. Yeah. And I was like, that's the epitome of our season because it should be. It should have been 500 yards. He should have – and that would have got him to New York. And that would have maybe won us one more game. And winning one more game, that maybe would have two. got us maybe two. We just needed one. We didn't need – yes, two great. Like and then we're really in some kind of maybe different conversation. 
two. We win two. Then we're a two-loss team. One loss is at home against Alabama. And potentially presume. winning the Big 12. Potentially winning the – we're talking a totally different ball game right here. Yeah. That's a totally different ballgame. But I'm talking about being in the Big 12. If he has 500 yards in the air, Bijan Robinson, which he easily could have had if we executed plays properly and got the ball and made the, him the – him, not – Quinn and him, not Quinn, him and Xavier Worthy. If the focal point of the offense for the whole year was Bijan Robinson and get the ball in his hands no matter what, then he would be in New York, guaranteed, and we would be in the Big 12 championship. Playoffs, whatever, I don't know. But those two things in my eyes would be factual. Yeah, I'm with you. It's harder than that. really is. I'm, I'm with you on that. And, I mean, you see it happen a lot across football, not just college, but the NFL, like, the Colts on Monday night, they're talking about how they don't understand how Jonathan Taylor's not getting the ball four times in a row when they're like on the goal line, you know? And I don't know what it is about coaches and play calling when it comes down to having a superstar running back. Just let them do what they do best. I don't know if it's a thing where they're just trying to be unpredictable right. or if they're just trying to not, you know, only rely on this one guy. But well, if that's your bread and butter, just do it especially in college where the skill level the disparity between skill yeah, levels exactly. is so much more drastic like in the nfl anyone I can, can get stopped i can right and Mix i can, it up I, I can get my head around why they wouldn't run him you know on the one yard line four times in a row i yeah. get it. i get it the what i'll say is and like what kind of maybe shift into like just the C, cfp and everything as a whole last year's new year's i'd bet michigan i don't know who i don't remember who y'all took in the michigan georgia game I think you were on Michigan with me, and you were on Georgia, maybe. I thought we were, for last year, we were all on Michigan. I thought we were all in Georgia. No, no, no I was not. I was Georgia. I maybe it was, I was alone in Michigan. I took Michigan. Maybe I took Michigan in a cover. Yeah, bet. maybe the cover. I don't know about, but definitely maybe Michigan to cover, and maybe I think we were all in Georgia. Not defense. <laughs> so, I, maybe, I didn't think anyone was beating Georgia all season. Fine. Yeah. You, okay. I my point being, I took Michigan to cover, and I get to the bar, and I'm like talking to my friend, like. I don't know what happened. Like I, like I watched these games. Like I watched, and I'm not an idiot. Like I know the game. Like, like I, I, I know what I'm talking about. He goes, "You overthought it. Like if you didn't overthink anything, and you just played the hits, like you would have been fine." Yeah. So you're saying Texas overthinks a lot. They, play the hits. They don't play bro. the hits. Yeah. The hits number five. Right. Throw that, five. That's throw your four, smash hit. Throw four coins in the jukebox. Five, 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 five. Right. I mean, trust me. If you, at two a.m. at a bar, we've all been there countless times. If you think people are not going to be down to run it back for Sweet Caroline, you're tripping. Maybe four times a lot, but like back to Sweet Caroline and a run back. <laughs> yeah. Do it again. Welcome to the Black sweet, Parade. Sweet Bijan. Yeah, Sweet Bijan. Yeah. Uh, okay. CFP. I think we all. Let me ask you this. Should the should the CFP be locked? You mean right. before conference championships? Is that what you're saying? Unless the conference championship actually matters to who it's going to be, because right now it seems like USC and TCU. I don't think TCU is much, but USC can be penalized for playing an extra game. I don't think it should count against them. I think they should be in. Like I don't think the conference championship should count against them getting in. Do you? I think it should, because yeah. if it could, if it could count towards someone getting in. Right. Let's like we've been talking about all season long. Like if there's a two loss SEC champion, right, or like a two loss Big Twelve champion or Big Ten champion, like 
that's merit to getting in. So it should be the, the reverse as well. Like if USC loses, if they don't take care of business, then they don't deserve to be in the college football playoff. Here's it's, the part question. Of, it's part of the season. Do you think Utah can win that game, and do you think Kansas State can win that game? Yes and yes. Exactly. So I want to see him play. Because if unless I was undecidedly believing that USC and TC were going to win those games, they might be favored. Might be favored by more than a touchdown. Yeah, it's and, not. It's not Michigan versus Purdue, right? And I want to see him play. But like, what if Purdue wins? Like but then Michigan doesn't deserve to be there. They still got to win the. They still got to win their conference. Like right. that's part. That's a really big part of team goals. Like they put, not, that's they any other that, sport yeah. in the NFL and the NBA. Take care of the games where you have to win, where you're supposed to win. Right. This won't happen. What if all four of them lose? Won't happen. What if? But Georgia's in no matter what. They're locked. Why are they in no matter what? Because they're undefeated. So is Michigan. So is TCU. Yeah, but it's a but it's a more brutal loss to to. I think for for Purdue to beat Michigan, that's you, a more embarrassing loss. You think you're like okay, I'm out on this team. They don't deserve to go. Right. Exactly. But Georgia in the SEC, who is dominated all season long, playing who, a team that was number five in the nation up until their terrible loss against that Texas A&M team that's, that's not even going to go to a bowl game. Typical Brian Kelly fashion. Right. George is in no matter what. Okay. TCU, if they lose, I think they're bumped. Because I think that people are already like, well, like... If TCU loses, you'd rather see Ohio State get another crack at yes. the game. And I think... And throw them to the dogs, literally. I think if Michigan loses, they're the only team that... Like, it depends on what the loss is. Like, it's... If it's like... If it's like a last-second loss, you know, then they might get an opportunity because they beat Ohio State. I just, well, Ohio State can't get in over well, them. Yeah, so then it would be George. Let's you're just saying if all four teams lose, okay? So Georgia gets in, Michigan stays in. I think Ohio State gets in, and then who? Bama, Tennessee. Can you close that? Tennessee gets in late without hooker. Well, I think there's a chance, but more importantly, I think it's better to talk about Bama and Ohio state and talk about and focus on the TCU aspect of it because we have seen this before when the committee gets to a decision-making process and push comes a shove. If TCU loses this game to Kansas state, you'd rather see Ohio state, or Alabama in that game because they're going to show up. They've got the two biggest fan bases, I would argue, right now in college football that travel incredibly and are going to pay out to go to to go to those games. And we saw with Zeke, the Zeke Cordell Jones team, like if you if you let them in, they could win that that in the entire thing. And Saban too, obviously. I don't think I think that... And hopefully TCU just wins in and then you know, good for the Big 12 and good for them because they've had an undefeated season. But if they lose that game to Kansas State, they're they gonna, deserve to be there. Right. No, I, I, I'm with I'm down to bounce them honestly. Like, and not even because I don't like them. Like, and not even like trying to be unbiased. Like, I, I truthfully think that the Ohio State Michigan game that unraveled from Ohio State. I think Ohio State got down 
and they got down kind of badly. And then from then on, like they're not a team that was accustomed to that. And similar to the Georgia-Bama game last year in the SEC championship game, when they flipped the script on them and when, it, when push came to shove, they came back and won it. Like I think this Ohio State team is a stronger team than TCU, and the committee is itching to put them in. They're well, itching they're the, to. They're the next team in. Bama's two losses, especially since LSU's lost. Even if LSU had beaten A&M and then lost to Georgia, Alabama would have had a better go at it because at least LSU came into the SEC championship with two losses, and they had lost to a team, and they had lost to Tennessee at the very end. They had lost to Which, LSU so you at the end. you agree that Ohio State's the next team in? Has to be. I think Bama, right. okay. and yeah. quite frankly, Bama barely beat us. Yeah. It's not like they like wiped the floor with everybody else. They barely beat us. They had a tough season. Yeah. Like By season. Bama standards. And I, the they only, don't deserve to be in the college football playoff. I, I don't, really don't think so. I don't think I've changed my mind on Bryce Young. I don't think he deserves to be the Heisman winner. But after watching Stroud versus Michigan, I think he should be the first quarterback taken. I think he should be the number one pick. But if I'm a team like Detroit and I'm teetering on whether to take a quarterback, and I have the Rams pick, which is going to suck, and I have my you own wait. pick, which is going to be mediocre, I would take two. Defense, I would take the kid from Georgia, the kid from Bama, whichever one I can get, the three. Assuming Young goes one, whoever has the two. I think it's the Bears right now, so they'll take Anderson Jr. If you're the Lions, you take Jalen Carter. Take an absolute stud to pair with Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson on the defensive line. You come back, and then, okay, you know what? Let me get his running mate, Ringo, the cornerback, pair with Okuda, or replace Okuda if I don't want to pay him. And then next year, I gave up all... I, I, do what they happened with Jared Goff to Jared Goff. I trade everything I got and go up and get Caleb Williams. Yeah, Caleb Williams will be number one player taken. He, he would be the number one guy taken this, this year, would he not? Yeah, yeah, he would. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, if I'm a team, be top ten last year. I'm like, look, the Texans to me is like, like Bryce Young. You can't go wrong with honestly. <clears throat> I think Stroud and that Michigan Ohio State game at times is. There were opportunities where he could have ran for, for a first down or broke the play and made a move to, you know, pass the line of scrimmage with his feet, and he was fearsome in that. I think he made a lot of questionable calls. Um, Harrison Jr. bailed him out once or twice. I, I, I think that, to me, I'm not in the Kentucky kid. There's no way you can sell me on the Florida kid. No way. And I think you're in the same boat. We argue with Joe all the time about that. Like, yeah. I can't be sold in either of those guys. And, and like, oh, the competition, like, maybe in the size, maybe. Like, I'll I'm, I'll happily be proven wrong, but I'm not going to buy it. To me, if I'm, like, a team like the Lions, if I'm a team like, honestly, the team, if I'm a team like the Panthers, I'm still not going to force it. Unless I really love Stroud or Young and I have the opportunity. Because I could still get somebody on the open market that's decent. Like, look, the Jets are 7-4 and four with – a mosh podge of White, Flacco, and 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 Wilson. Yeah, and the the Commanders. There's also going to be teams next season that potentially could be selling too. Like, what's the fate of Aaron Rodgers? You oh know? my God! If you're Carolina, go get him. Yeah, I mean, or Detroit. I don't know. I mean, I don't or know if Detroit. they're. Gonna, I, don't <laughs> if, I don't know if they're going to send him in division, but like, there's quarterbacks out there that are. Could that be hit? Could be hitting for agency, but also quarterbacks could get traded. I mean, Lamar Jackson. We're still not sure about his future. Yeah. He's going to be the biggest domino in for agency if they don't extend him. And then, of course, you have to look and see who are the guys coming out the year after as well. 
Because if you're a bad team, you're going to be bad for a little bit. So you might as well wait till you get your guy. Like the Texans don't need to rush it because taking a quarterback first overall for them is not going to bring them over the hump. They, like have they still have a ways win. to go. And they could, they could easily have zero wins right now. Right. Very easily have zero wins. And quite frankly, there's minimal talent. They're the least talented roster by a country mile in the NFL. Right. So, like, you might as well keep building. And then when you're ready to take Caleb Williams the next season, that's when you take him. They'll have the first pick again next year. Texans? Yeah. yeah. No matter who they take. They're worse. They are worse than the Jaguars were. And I, you guys know I think the Jaguars suck. <laughs> Like sucked last year, mm-hmm. and they still are kind of mediocre. Yep, they're at least mediocre now. They are worse than the Jaguars were after the Jaguars took Trevor Lawrence. The the savings grace is they had the Browns pick, which is turning out to be nice. I've, they can, I have no idea who the receiving core for the Texans is going to be next year. Cause, it's horrible because Cooks will be gone. It's, it's already yeah. bad. Their skill position players outside of Damian Pierce, who I think their everyone is likes. decent. Yeah, their line's decent. You could trade, you know, some guys in the O line. You could trade Cooks. You have Stingley Jr., who's a stud. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, to me though, it's like they could even do what the tech that the, I'm saying the Lions could do. They could flip around. They could trade that. They could trade that pick. Hey, if somebody, if you're the Panthers, let's say the Panthers do like Bryce Young. Do the Panthers want to go up and get Bryce Young. You want some of that? <laughs> you want some of that? You want some of that? You want a little of that? You're the Seahawks, right? Yep. Let's say Gino doesn't finish too hot. Let's say, like, you, you know. I right. think he's already. I, I think Gino's already earned him a spot. Earned himself a spot for next season. What if he doesn't finish hot? But, like, okay, we've got. What ooh, if Daniel Jones we're, doesn't we're finish hot? Week 13. So we've got. Uh, right. So we've got five more weeks left? Yeah. I mean, what does not finishing so hot look like? I, I don't. Like Gino's not gonna fall off a cliff, like he's getting he's gonna play some manageable games. I mean, if he has a couple bad games, I still think he's done enough this season to earn himself a spot next year. Uh, yes, there's value in taking a young quarterback, and that's a guy you build around. A who's young and Stroud are presumably higher ceiling prospects than uh, Geno Smith, and what you can do to manipulate the money. On that rookie deal. Now, mm-hmm. um, I would love to see Gino get another crack at it. Seattle's still in the playoff hunt. They're not out of it yet. In fact, they fell out for the first time. If you're the Giants, though, like yeah. maybe sign and trade Daniel Jones or something to go up and get, you know, you want some yeah, of that with yeah, Bryce yeah. Young? I don't know. That's where my head's at with these guys. Um, but CFP, like, do you guys, is there going to kind of close the college football portion of things? Yeah, like close it. Georgia in the field? Is that where we're at with everything? Yeah. I think it's Georgia. Really? I don't know. I mean, I'm enticed by this Michigan team. Why are you so sold on Georgia? Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, sell me, sell me this pen. It, I mean, you it's, can do it's it. literally just the same thing as last year. You got a bunch of NFL players that are just ready to go next season to the league. I mean, that's just really what it is. It's a, it's a breeding ground. They have been close enough for years with Kirby Smart and then they finally got over that hump and won their first natty and now it's just going to be dynasty time. Dynasty time. But yes. who's to say that this is year two back-to-back years pending a Michigan victory over Purdue in the CFP for Michigan. Really impressive. Not the same competition. We saw it last year. You think, let's say they meet again. You think they just wiped the floor with them again? I don't know if it's wiped the floor, but 
I don't. I don't see how you can bet against Georgia. Well, I mean, it, but it helps to like like Georgia lost that game to Baker, right? Or did they, they beat Baker? They beat Baker on that walk off of Sonny Michelle. It takes like, but you have to play some of those games. You have to play at that level. They almost beat you have to Tua. coach at that level. I just feel like I'm with you. I just don't. The more think, experience, the better they get. It's right? just different styles. You yeah, know? I mean, like, but that's why you like Michigan because there's more experience there for them now. Yeah, I just like their offense has been really good, Georgia, this year, or like good enough. Sure. I feel like Michigan has more dynamic playmakers on the offensive side of the ball, at least at the running back position. I mean, Blake Corum hardly yeah. even had to do anything. He but, did I mean, nothing. This is one because of the most, he didn't have to. This is one of the most talented offenses they've had in a long time. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe ever. Maybe not ever, but in sure. a, in their a very, guy, very their long guy time. that started the game last year. Has is come out saying that he's transferring yeah, before Kate they McNamara. even get to the CFP. Yeah, McCarthy's great. Quorum, if he's healthy, I mean, he'll be healthy by the time that game rolls around. They have Edwards who ran for two hundred plus exactly. against Ohio State. So what does matter? Johnson, like they've got a bunch of talented weapons out there. However, they haven't gone against a team like Georgia's defense and Georgia's right. offense too. Can can keep yeah, up with Bennett, anybody? Yeah, Bennett won a national championship. <laughs> I will say the Ohio State defensive line is ain't no slouch, and they really put them to work. You like Cornelius Johnson? Yeah. I liked him a lot too. He, yeah. was, he was really nice in that game. I, 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 the team I'm intrigued by is USC. Yes, because their MO is like, okay, you want to put the points on us? Yeah, we'll just outscore you. We'll just outscore you. Oh, they, they are, they are coming I'm, into. I get, like that too, but I also don't think that you can do that against an SEC team. You, do you think the the track meet style is not going to work? It's not going to work against Georgia. I don't even know if it'd work against Bama. Well, that, in your defense, it's never worked. And Lincoln Riley's tried it how many times? Infinite. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's just not that's you cannot win a national championship that way. If they play the way they did against UCLA, sure the offense was great, but UCLA like just was scoring at will against them. Oh, and Georgia's offense can do that. Yeah. Interesting. And they could also stop. And TCU as it stands doesn't have a prayer. I like look. I'm rooting for them, for the Big Twelve, just for like the little brother, like. Let's get TCU a dub. Let's hope like let's hope they can actually do something. But I, I mean, they just don't look like a team that is a national champion. I like Duggan though. I like him a lot. He's I mean, a gamer. They almost lost to Baylor. Yeah, they almost lost a lot. They just game, dude. I honestly a crazy bet right now would be betting a future of Ohio State to win. This has got to be their best odds you can get, and you're just pretty much betting that they TCU loses or USC loses and they sneak in. And they have their they have their snafu against Michigan, but it was a it was an anomaly. And if they see him again, they'll they'll beat them. And because what what'll happen is like we we're saying before, they'll feed Ohio State to the dogs. And that's a more, in my eyes, maybe they are not as high they're not as like high powered and flashy as USC, even though they are very high high powered and flashy in their own right. But defensively, they're stronger. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Yeah. All right. Charity stripe, horns up, talking Texas. We'll be back with Quan Cosby. We'll also be back with a special guest next show, Gus Johnson. Whoa. Get your horns up. Whoa. That's crazy. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile 
and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.